The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, uh, 338 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. The second half hour with Roland Van Muris from AMA Travel. Uh, we're taking your phone calls at 496-0063 or your text at 630-630. Uh, and I do appreciate uh, when you can try and keep the text to one text. Just it's hard. Uh, people text in multiple parts and then other texts are coming in in between those. And it's like trying to put together some kind of puzzle. Um and Liz, who I said earlier, I wasn't really sure. Uh, so Liz says, uh, we've been going south. So she's talking about uh, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Um, she knows her hotels and her, her prices, and she's saying that they've been going up and up and up, basically. Yeah, that's that whole, uh, the inventory thing that we've yeah. seen, a, a reduction in inventory, so it's driving prices up. Okay, so I know we spoke about this as well. So airlines in the United States have been charging for extras for quite some time. Canadian airlines are starting to do them too. And the rules seem to be um, fluid. You know, like the last time I checked in for an international flight, and I can't recall if it was Air Canada or WestJet, but there was a baggage Mm -hmm. charge. And actually, this is how uh, fast it had come up. I go to check in online at home, as you can do 24 hours before, and it says, well, you have to pay for this baggage. And so... Um, I go to pay for it. It says the transaction cannot be approved. And so, what? I've got a credit, you know. So I switch credit cards trying to think, well, what's going on? And it cannot be approved. So, okay. So I go to the airport to check in the next day. And at one of those kiosks, it tells me the same thing, that it cannot approve. And so now I go to the counter, of course, to get help. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, the reason is because the price per bag went up by a buck. So Uh you were booked at a time when it was whatever. And so it's not allowing you to make that payment because it's not the correct amount. So that's from the time I booked to the time I got on the flight, they were able to raise the price for luggage, Yeah, which seems wrong. Yeah. But you would think it would be at the time that you booked that those are what the rules should be. You would think so. Right. So what is going on with airlines and extras? Well, you know, these days, um, you know, you you are seeing the discount carriers that are offering, you know, cheaper airfares. But of course, that's everything added on top. Right. Uh, But you are seeing that with your mainstream airline carriers, too. Right. You know, regarding seat selection, Mm -hmm. you know, regarding just as you mentioned, the baggage and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's that's a really big thing that people have to be aware of when they are looking online and shopping online, because what we saw, and um, I'll use Iceland Air as an example, they um, they came up with these different types of fares where it was the bare bones economy fare. And then when you looked at it, um, the, and the way that our systems are designed is that it'll give you an entire fare grid, but it's, it's kind of in a different language than what you would see online, but ours interprets it a little bit better. Uh, but what it was doing was it was offering, say, we'll just give an example of $1,000 for the airfare that you're looking at. And But what it was doing is it was charging you for luggage, which was a $125 per bag per direction. What? Yeah, and then um, seat selection was included on that particular mm. one. But as we as we did the fare search and really started doing the comparisons, there was another fare that you could spend another $50 more and then included the luggage both directions. Right, so instead, okay. instead of spending the 250 that you would have if you were taking a bag, you spend $50 more on the airfare and it's included. Oh, okay. So you really want to look at a lot of those grids and what yeah. the inclusions are. And especially when it gets to even, there, there's a few of them when 
when, with regards to seat selection where, um, where, as we know, if you're wanting to pay for seat selection ahead of time, you can do so at a cost, but that way at least you know um, that you're on the flight, um, you know, where you're sitting and, and, and such. But they were starting to come out with airfares that didn't include seat selection and that your seat would be assigned at the boarding gate. Right. And not even at the kiosk when you check in or if you check in 24 hours ahead of time, you had to wait until the actual um, check-in desk right at the airport to assign your seat. Those kind of things always make me nervous because if they do oversell the flight and yeah, I don't have a seat absolutely. number and I'm standing at the podium, yep. then I get a little bit worried. So it is that buyer beware is that you're you're, you're reducing the cost on something, but what, what are you reducing and what are, what are you admitting out of your purchase? You know, another uh, small tip, but um, if you're a member of a frequent flyer program, whether it's uh, Aeroplan or WestJets, whatever they call theirs, I can't remember. WestJet Rewards. Yeah. Uh, Air Canada for sure. I'm not sure about WestJet. Um, when you do your profile and they ask you from time to time to update your profile, it might be to, you know, change credit cards because it's expired. They will ask you your preference. If you like to sit in an aisle, you like to sit in a window, middle. I don't even know why they offer that as an option, but <laughs> they do. And sometimes when you book a fare, which includes seat selection, if you don't select the seat, they'll go with that preference that you put in your preferences. Right. Yeah. So as you book it, they'll they'll assign a seat and you may be left with the impression that you're stuck in that seat. You're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. You can go back in and change that seat. Do you, is there any tricks or tips? Now, this is one my wife and I do. We don't... It's pretty much always worked out for us. So we book well in advance, yeah. uh, oftentimes, and we select our seats. We routinely select mid to back of plane Mm -hmm. and we select the aisle and the window seat and then we leave it Mm -hmm. and we just see what happens if somebody typically when somebody else comes to the next passenger comes along and passengers after that they don't want to sit by themselves in a middle seat so that tends to be one of the last seats to get assigned that's right if the flight's packed it gets assigned yeah and then what we do at that point is just say oh well you know, would you prefer an aisle seat? And right. whoever's in the aisle switches. They right? never say no. Right? Nobody if ever. If I have a choice exactly. in the middle or a window in an aisle, I'll take exactly. either one but the middle. Are yeah. there any other tips or tricks like that? Yeah, you know what? Those are. Um, that's probably the best one. Kind of like what you said about um, reserving more towards the back of the aircraft, because for the most part, people want to sit forward, right? right? But really, to exit off the from the back of the aircraft, if you have to wait another four minutes before you get off, it's exactly. not the end of the world, right? Um, but yeah, sort of less desirable locations tend to be the the ones to watch. Um, also, too, sometimes you'll find um, at check-in, um, if, say, you didn't assign your seat ahead of time, and maybe they only have, say, the comfort seats more towards the front. I had this on Delta just last week where um, I went to the airport, um, went to go check-in, and they had moved my seat, which I thought I would just be sitting in the regular back, but they moved it to what they called their, I think it was the Comfort Plus, I think is what it was, which gave me a little bit more leg room for, and as as I'm 6'2", I, I thir- thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it, and I didn't pay additional for it either, oh. right? Um, so a lot of it is more, so, sometimes it's just luck of the draw. Yeah. Um, other times it's using those resources, using the, the airline apps on your phone, or checking in 24 hours ahead of time, because a lot of the inventory starts to move at that 24-hour mark. The other thing to be careful too is um, is if you aren't assigning your seats ahead of time a lot of people say well because I'm booked together they'll automatically sit us together and that's not the case. <laughs> not, no not true. The, the Depending on how many people have done their seat selection in advance will determine what seats are left and when they assign the people um, the seats for those that didn't purchase it ahead of time they don't look at each person and say oh I'm sure these two people would like to. It is a computer that just randomly grabs seats yeah. and plops you down and in the event of a full flight you know then you're on board trying 
trying to switch and see if somebody will move over. And I just say for the for the uh, the hassle-free part of it, if it costs me an extra thirty or forty dollars, I'd rather do that and just go there with peace of mind. Not yeah, and I know you'd agree with this, uh, Roland. Those apps you mentioned. Um, listen, whatever airline you're on, if they have an app, download it. You yep. you can get rid of it after the flight, you know, if you're done and you don't want it on your phone. But but the benefits, every airline's app has certain different benefits associated with mm-hmm. them. I think it's Delta or, Delta or United where you can track your luggage, for example. Yep. So you can see that it's loaded and on board before the flight pushes back, that yep. kind of thing. Um, so you're not, you don't have that concern that it was a tight connection and the bag didn't make it. Sometimes when they haven't sold the first-class business, business class or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they'll make the first offer through the app because yeah. those are those people who are traveling today. And they usually offer that at check-in at the kiosk. Mm-hmm. But if you get that in the taxi ride to the airport, you've got to jump on everybody to get those seats. Well, and the other part too is even the Wi-Fi, right? Because yeah. there's, oh, yeah. there's so limited um, entertainment, I guess, on if you want to call it entertainment. But the idea is a lot of those flights don't have the video screens and stuff like that. So you're having to stream through the airline's app. So you want to make sure that's that's on there so you can connect to their Wi-Fi. It's free of charge to do so as long as you're just streaming their movies and TVs. Right. Of course, if you can't you know, go without internet connection for the next two or three hours, um, then of course you're going to pay for that. But just, I know on, on many flights I've, I've streamed all those TVs and movies, otherwise you're staring at the street in front of you, or the seat <laughs> yeah. in front of you or at a magazine that you brought along. That does come time. as a bit of a shock the first time. Hey, it when is, you get yeah. on a plane you're like, uh, why is there no screen? That's right, exactly. You know, and I know, I don't know if they're still doing it. Uh, Canadian Airlines were handy out tablets. I think they charge for them now yes. if you didn't bring a tablet. Yeah, they're um, still doing that. Yeah. yeah. All right, we need to take a break here, and when we come back, we still haven't hit the hot spots for 2019. I'll take a peek over my shoulder and see if there's any questions on our text line as we wrap up with Roland Van Muris from AMA Travel. All right, 3.51 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. We're just wrapping things up uh, with Roland Van Muir's from AMA Travel. Another question uh, with regards to timing. Somebody wants to know when the best time is to book a flight. Is there a best time to book a flight? Yeah, a lot of it depends really how flexible you are with your dates, right? If it if it's quite a ways away, you can always wait and see, you know, what, what uh, comes up available. Um, yeah, so if, if you're limited on the dates or if you say, I have to go on these days and I have to go on these flights, so the risk you take is, of course, you know, once once the flight starts filling, the price just keeps going up and up and up from there. You right? know, let me ask you a question. Maybe this has been answered already, but it's it's one that comes up from time to time. So when you look at packages, and as you say, it includes air, resort, uh, transfers, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, sometimes you can go in and sort of piece together your own package that's pretty identical to that and save some money. And the whole idea of packages is that you're saving money. So, and maybe this is an unfair question, but how is that even possible? Or- um, well, I don't know if it's necessarily that you're saving money, but I think you're, what you're doing is you're enhancing your vacation more than what you're, what, what you're seeing come up on a screen. Right. So what I mean by that is a lot of the vacations might be just a 7 or 14 night stay, and that's only your option, right? So a lot of people don't want to stay this, this 14 days, so they go 7. But when you piece it together, then you can maybe get a 10-day vacation or 11-day vacation, which, which you tend to tend Yeah. To like. See, now that I think about it, uh, you know, because with, say, the Venetian or uh, Hald- or Haldian, what's it called? Treasure. Treasure Island. Treasure Island. TIs, yeah. yeah. Um, smoking rooms are becoming 
less less and less <laughs> and less right um so oftentimes what we'll do is what we used to do is try and get a package for a smoking room and then we would discover that if we didn't do it that way we could ask for a smoking room at check-in and the package would be less and so yeah, i actually just answered my own question so that they realize <laughs> there there's go. a demand for smoking rooms so they've priced them at a premium that's right yeah. but if there happens to be one available as you check in they're going to give it to that's you that's right exactly okay yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. uh before we run out of time you wanted to or i wanted to ask you about traveling trends for 2000 2019. What are the hot spots this year? Yeah, you know, obviously, as we know, your your Mexico's and all that kind of stuff are always going to be busy, right? Um, Watulco's still doing very well. The Cancun, the Mine Revere. Watulco's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, Puerto Vallarta is still doing very good. Um, are there uh, concerns about uh, safety in Mexico? Uh, you know what? I, th- I think a lot of it is is what you see on the news, of course, is the border towns, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And I've, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I think a lot of the problems they have at these resorts are usually the tourists. Uh, they drink too much. They think they're <laughs> yeah. invincible. and that's They go to the wrong place at the wrong, wrong time. Place, wrong yeah, time, yeah. All that kind of stuff is big. Internationally, though, um, we're really seeing a couple trends for a few different areas. So um, number one is Japan, actually. Japan really? is actually, there's quite an influence um, or, or, or an influx of, of travelers that are heading over, as well as, to the airlines have really increased a lot of the connections, making it easier. Um, seasonally, you can get uh, Calgary-Tokyo flights. You also have your Vancouver-Haneda from Vancouver to Tokyo, both with Air Canada as well as Anna as well, and Japan Airlines is st- still flying too. Ball, ballpark that for us. Yeah. Because that's not all-inclusive, right? That's, no. no. So, exactly. yeah, it's flights plus hotels. Plus so hotels, tours, all that kind of stuff. How long does it take to get there? That's well, you're probably, the, the trans-Pacific flight, you're probably looking at a good 12, 13 hours, right? Okay. The, from the Vancouver. So knock so a couple of days off for travel and then add to that how many days you'd like to be there. You're, yeah, you're probably going to want to, you know, if you're going to be traveling that, that far, you're probably going to want to be doing at least about a 12-day as a minimum, mm. you know, usually around the f- the, the and, and what about mark. Uh, ballpark the cost of that? Uh, it depends really what you do, but you can you can have your tours, you know, in around the thirty five thirty six hundred dollar range, you know, Canadian really? dollars. And the thing is, it is expensive in Japan, right? So that's why it'll mm. drive up some of those costs. Oh, Very that's similar. true. Thirty six hundred. I'm thinking all inclusive. That's thirty six hundred per person. Per person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Well, knowing your flight is a big chunk of that too, mm-hmm. because of the distance that you're going, right? So Japan's doing very well. Um, Ireland still remains very very strong. Um, a lot of people just doing their own thing when they get there or booking on the tours. So Ireland's remaining uh, very, hey, I hate very to strong. sound like uh, skeptical. <laughs> what are you doing in Ireland? Drinking. I was going to say, the, <laughs> the cities themselves, man, they're amazing to explore. And, really? And, 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 and this is for somebody cities, who wants something maybe more historic kind of. Oh, I was going to say, outside the city, seeing some of the scenery and everything yes. is, is amazing. And the amount of castles and everything to mm. explore and that sort of thing. So from Europe, um, from, from a Europe perspective, it, it is remaining strong. The other spot in Europe, which is which is not only last year we saw an increase, but this year we're seeing an increase, is, is Croatia as well. Croatia, really? Yeah. Croatia itself because of course you're on the Mediterranean side of the ocean right and there's there's so many small little towns just along the coastlines and and uh, we've seen now a lot of the um, a lot of the long stay programs where you hear about the Portugal long stays and the the um, the, the uh, Spain long stays and the France long stays they now have Croatia as well Croatia always has been very popular and it's a very popular spot for Europeans when they're just wanting to get away for a few days because it's close by right but we're really starting to see it open up uh, hmm. from here as well 
well, um, not only long stays, but tours and, and, and traveling on your own. So let, I know I ask you about this almost every single time, but I'm going to ask you again. And because people ask me about this after you leave. Okay. Um, so if somebody wants to take the trip of a lifetime and say it's, uh, you know, 26 cities in Europe or whatever, and so there's going to be flights, there's going to be various numbers of hotels, there's going to be various means of transport between, and there might, you know... Does a does AMA put it together a trip like that? Will Absolutely. you day by day by day? There is yeah yeah. I have to make sure you speak to the right agent on that as well because we have um, a lot of them who will do which is called FIT, fully independent travel, and they will pull out in a calendar at their desk with every day of the week and say where do you want to be and when. So there's. <laughs> See, I want so, you to tell me that. Yeah, I don't a, know where I want to be. Exactly, but the, and that and we'll definitely help you plan those kind of things, right? So um, so the idea is where you have to be a little bit careful on that one is if you're booking all your hotel and all your transfers and, and everything before you go, you have to understand that when you get there, if, if you think, oh, I should extend this for two or three nights, you can't because you've mm. made, say, another 15 hotel reservations you know, over the next how many ever uh, weeks that you're still planning. So... So if, if a person has a set amount of time where they know that these are the spots that I want to see, definitely you know get that all ahead of time. That way you're not spending a big chunk of your time when you're over there figuring out where am I going to stay next, how do I get yeah. from here to there, and what tour should I be doing, and, and, and that sort of thing. We do a lot of those those fully independent travel itineraries quite, quite a lot, that's for sure. You know, I'm sort of drawn between those two concepts because I am a sort of go-it-as-I-see-it kind of person but Europe does scare me a little bit and I have been to Europe a few times it's been a long time but just the idea of every you know if you wanted to hit like London Paris um, gonna spend like let's go to Munich and we might as well take in Italy like I you start becoming overwhelmed as you go online trying to figure out so in what order do I do this and where do I stay and how do I know you know, if this is a good place and not a good place, and well, and every everybody too talks about Europe as being, you know, it's so small. You can drive for yeah, a day yeah. and you cross three different countries. <laughs> well, sure, you can um, in certain areas of Europe itself, but you have to really look at the distance that you still are traveling. And then a lot of people will say, "Oh, I'll spend two nights here, two nights there, and two nights there." Right. But understand that day one that you get there, that first night, well, that's gone, right? So you have one more day, yes. and then you're out of there. Yeah, right? exactly. So you got to factor that stuff in too. Uh, well, we have uh, run out of time here as well with Roland Van Muur's from AMA Travel. Always appreciate you coming in. Uh, as soon as uh, Jay's out of town, you're always my first call. <laughs> well, that's good. I need Excellent. somebody to talk to for an hour. It's got to be Well, rolling. I'm glad I made your second. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'll have to have you here when Jay's here sometime. Yeah. And she loves to travel as well. Absolutely. For and sure. she's actually, she just got interrupted on her last trip to New Orleans oh. uh, and almost missed her cruise. So, yeah, that could have been an hour of just Jay Lynn time. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, um, I'm not really sure. We'll do another two hours of this show. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.